Netflix book club. Netflix book club. Yeah, I'm not doing this. Hey, and welcome to Netflix Book Club. I'm Dennis Rooney. I'm Steve McDonald. And we're sitting here with our guest today. All I got was Meg. What's your name, Meg? Uh, Meg Charlton. Meg Charlton. Meg Charlton, mm-hmm. thank you very much for being on Netflix Book Club. Anything you want to plug? Uh, not really, Dennis. Not really. Okay, I'm gonna fine. plug. I'm gonna plug for her because because Meg works with me. Okay. Is that uh, by the time this will come out, it'll already be out. Um, but if you go on Vice's YouTube channel, uh, she just produced the the real Better Call Saul, uh, oh. which is a Brooklyn lawyer uh, named Howard Greenberg. Who is, call Howard. who is who is that ridiculous. is the most old school Brooklyn? Oh my God! And he's amazing. You You'll love him. I'm gonna send you a link because you will fall in love with this man. Go to Vice. The real, the better real, call Saul. the real better call Saul. Yeah, check it, that out. Definitely so, check it out. Produced so by Meg Charlton. Produced, it is indeed. Yes, that just that just finished up audio mix, so it's going up on this Thursday. But by the time this comes out, it'll have been online for like a week or so. This is a day of audio for me. Yeah, it's all audio all day Our long. Our audio mixer ended our i sent him an email saying it was great working with you thank you so much he wrote back you two hope our paths cross again on the journey towards greater sound (laughs) (laughs) do you think that's like he gives that to everybody or do you think he? i think yeah i think he tells that to all the girls but it was also all the girls all the the girls by all the girls i mean everyone he works with everyone but it was um uh, the most poetic sign-off I've received on an email in a That's long time. That's pretty beautiful. We just say everyone say goodbye, and then we just say goodbye. We, we, yeah. we, we got to step that up. No, I like ours. I do like ours, too. Um, so check that out. Check that out on Vice. Che- yeah, check that, that out. Check um, out us. Guys, we're on Stitcher. We're on Stitcher Guys, now. That's right. Thing. We're on Stitcher. It took, us, it took us, what's this, 53, 54? This is going to be episode 52, I think. Whoa. 52, 53. If episodes were weeks, this would be a year. Yeah. Yeah. It's been over a year now because we have done a poor job of putting things up. Yeah, but I'm feeling good about it lately. Yeah, no, me too. Feeling pretty good about it lately. So on that note, go Everyone to the website. Everyone listening is like, is like, fuck these people. People, this yeah. People are reaching out, strangely enough. It's funny. Uh, and do that. Tweet at us at uh, Flicks Book Club. Go to the website. Uh, netflixbookclub.com leave us a comment all those things all that stuff follow us uh, on twitter and uh, subscribe on itunes this week we watched tangerine which i was very excited to watch meg tangerine you picked this movie real quick what's it about it is about two transgender prostitutes in los angeles one of whom has just got out of jail and she finds that her boyfriend slash pimp is cheating on her and they go on an odyssey across Los Angeles on Christmas Eve. An Odyssey. It is an Odyssey. I would say it's I would say it's a a, a road movie in a way. A road movie on foot in a notoriously car centric city. A romp? Indeed. Bit of a romp? Okay. I dig it. Why'd you pick this movie? <laughs> um I picked it because I wanted to see it for a really long time. I'd wanted to see it since it came out at Sundance last year. Mm-hmm. Um because of how it was shot. Uh because it, it was shot all on iPhones. Yeah. Um yeah. Was and that the biggest part, making you want it, like you wanted to see what they could do with just iPhones, or you were also interested? I'll say this had a great trailer. When when I, I found out this was the trailer. pick, I immediately remembered the name, and I was like, that had one of the best trailers I had seen in a long time. And then I had just not heard of the movie in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I had heard that this movie existed mm-hmm. um, on the iPhone thing, and um, 
and yeah, I didn't know that this was the movie that had been made only on iPhones. You told me like when we were going into it. Yeah. But uh, so that was in the back of my mind the whole time. But uh, I didn't know anything about this movie. You knew nothing else, just that it was the iPhone movie. I mean, when she was like, it was a whole, it was at Sundance. It was all made on iPhones. I was like, oh yeah, I remember hearing that that existed. It's like the first movie that was at Sundance where it was like, yeah, somebody made it on like their MacBook. Now like a half the world cuts their movies right. on MacBooks. Right. Um. So after after watching it now, Meg. Pass, fail, thumbs up, thumbs down, stream it, don't stream it. What are we going with? Definitely thumbs up. Definitely stream it. I would, I hope I'm not alone in this, but I I really enjoyed it. Steven? Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with stream it. Uh, I liked it. I liked it quite a lot. A uh, little sad that it, there was no, uh, not fi- shot vertically. Uh, I mean, it was all <laughs> on iPhone, so you could have just vertical videoed the whole thing, but you know, okay, to each their own. Uh, and how you're going to make movies. I'm going to say... <laughs> and, uh, how about you? I'm going to say... A hard stream it. This Whoa! is the first movie... This is the first movie... Everybody, he was giving me this look. <laughs> like he was I was say, so nervous. He was giving me this look that was, like, was going to be like, don't stream it, don't hate me, I've don't got reasons. Me. It's not because it could have been about anybody. That was uh, a good fake out. Yeah, right. It was good, right? That was a good use of pausing and silence. It was. This is uh, this is the first movie I think uh with the Duplass name on it that I'm giving yeah. the thumbs up to. Uh I don't like yeah, those guys. It was also yeah, I don't know why you don't like them. I like them quite Well a bit. when I heard that they were attached uh, to this movie, I was like, I hope it's not this guy's got like a magic time traveling vagina now or something. <laughs> Some weird far out there device thrown into an otherwise normal story. I was happy that they kept it pretty rooted. <laughs> so um yeah, watch this movie. Yeah, or don't and movie. listen to us talk about it either way uh, it's going to be interesting we'll be right back with a spoiler filled discussion a long time ago I was in Burma my friends and I were working for the local government they were trying to buy the loyalty of tribal leaders by bribing them with precious stones but their caravans were being raided in a forest north of Rangoon by a bandit so we went looking for the stones but in six months we never met anyone who traded with him. One day, I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. The bandit had been throwing them away. And we're back. Whoa. Um, okay, so we all uh, so so we all liked it uh, quite a bit. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna start this off with uh, with like a groany progressive. Dennis is gonna hit me with a microphone. Discussion. I hate the way you frame me, but go that, ahead. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait. For no, that I just <laughs> because it's confusing to me, but I had to deal with it at work. Okay. Was uh, was technically when referring to the characters, uh, to the main characters, they need to be referred to as trans women. Yes. Because transgender is offensive. So I, so you were saying that I really fucked up earlier in the oh podcast. but that's very kind new though wait a minute up. that's really new like a month old isn't my it? my my trans my my trans friend referred to told me at one point because i asked uh i asked him what like what's the deal with that and he was like look yeah some people find it transgender to be uh to to be like offensive because it implies that you're like in between genders you're not male or female right um and uh, then I said, well, who are, like, who? And he was, like, fucking annoying people. And he is trans. So, like, 
Sure. That, that was kind of his statement. But, uh, but, but I apologize I, for my miss. Well, no. It's, so leave off the gender, though. Just trans woman. Trans woman. Yeah, both the main characters in the story yes. are trans both women. Both the ma- yes. main characters in the story are trans women. And uh, and so I just wanted to, to throw that out there as like when we're Why did you think I'd be against it? I got it. I'm all over it. I don't know. Because <laughs> sometimes I like there's little things like that. that you're like, these fucking people. <laughs> oh, my God. You frame me. You make me out <laughs> well, to be this horrible person. The gauntlet's yeah. been thrown so early on yeah, in the discussion. You fucking people. I would not say that. I would say these people. No, (laughs) I would. I try to. No, I try to be a a breast of whatever the right thing is. We've had that conversation. You do many times before. But I think that's a very recent thing. The trans. They don't want to. It's not. You wouldn't refer to these two main characters as transgender women. It would just be trans women. Yes. I'm up on it, man. I read the articles. (laughs) I'm on Facebook. I read the articles. Uh, Let's talk about this iPhone thing, though. Do you think? Like, do you think that was a conscious choice? Do you think that was based on uh, economy, like finances, or do you think that was based on, like, this will be kind of another thing to the film where it's like, hey, this movie was also shot only on the iPhone 6. People are going to say, oh, we want to see that. I That's like, how much of it is that? And how much of it was guerrilla filming, you know, compared to... Look, you know, because obviously they're using really expensive lenses and stuff, and they're using uh, that was my stuff, thing. That was my thing was that I watched it, and while I was watching it, I was like, this is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the cinematography in this is beautiful. And, like, which then led me to this moment where it's like, where it's like, okay, did you shoot this on an iPhone or did you, like, kind of shoot this on an iPhone? Right, right, right. In the way where it's like, where it's like, I've seen movie sets, like, pictures of movie sets where it's like, it's like, a foot and a half of lenses right like getting you down and then this tiny little sliver of an iPhone on the back yeah that's like yeah I'm shooting on an iPhone and it's like no you're not you're pointing your iPhone at like $50,000 worth of glass there was there was a $60,000 camera and under each leg of the tripod was an iPhone and it was shot on an <laughs> iPhone that's what that means I think they mean physically literally yeah. on an iPhone oh uh, yeah it looked amazing it looked the colors especially I, I I then followed up I started watching then the dude I, what's his name Scott Baker Sean Baker mm-hmm. the director of the movie he said after they finished filming you know like there was a lot of stuff going on in the editing in terms of like saturation and yeah. flushing yeah. all the colors way up and stuff and uh, that's where apparently the name Tangerine comes in. Oh, I was wondering that. Which was yeah, it's like huh. the L.A. skyline and like that color is definitely prominent throughout the film. But I was a little yeah. let down. I was ready. Did no one else think there was going to be that scene where it's like you're not an orange, you're a tangerine? It's like oh no. What? No, I thought no. I was I waiting for that horrible <laughs> scene to happen with like, but I think Chester could have pulled it off because Chester's such a funny character. He was his what? So who good. Is that he was amazing. <laughs> Because he's been in... He played Chester in The Wire season two. Fuck, that is who it was. Yep. Yes. Same Chester. Oh Same Chester, God. yo. It's so good. It's so good. Because I was like, you look familiar, and you also, this entire pose feels familiar, like, as a character. Yeah, he was he was amazing because... He was so funny. He was so funny. And I had this moment where I was watching it, and, like, like... A little bit in, he was so funny and he was so good that I was like, I was like trying to look like through all of the like the the like the makeup and like like the tattoo makeup and like the um mm-hmm. 
and like the costuming and stuff like that to be like, are you a famous person and not like a famous right. funny person? Mm-hmm. And I'm just not recognizing you because like they because like kind of like when uh, like in like Tropic Thunder when you're like, is that Tom Cruise? Right. Like he's underneath a bunch of stuff and then you're like, this is really funny. Um, there was a scene. There was a, an extended period of time when Chester came. That's I'll say that I could have used more Chester in this film. Yeah. I feel like I could have used snippets of more Chester, less of the taxi guy. Even yeah. though taxi guy is a huge supporting beam on this movie, and I want to talk about that. But uh, in terms of Chester, I thought he was actually the dude from Saturday Night Live, the little short guy whose name I don't remember. Um, Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yes, uh, Kyle Mooney. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not I sure. Know. I can't recall his Fred name. Fred Armisen? No, not, not Fred. No, no, no. He's a current. He's a current featured player <laughs> on uh, Saturday Night Live. But I was like, oh, is that the most famous person? Is the only person in this movie I recognized at all was, oh, what's his name? Ian Edwards. Ian Edwards is a comedian who actually got started out at Governors in Long Island, and now he's out of L.A. Really funny comic. He's the guy who was setting up shop at the, I think it was like the chicken joint, not the donut shop, the chicken joint. Oh, yeah. Where she first finds out where, and he's like, could you just not tell him that I told you this? Oh, that guy. Yeah. yeah. He was the second funniest guy, but Chester blew it away. Yeah. Chester was great. Um. Yeah, I think that like, you know, the performances like to, to move on, because Chester was really good. Um. Both of the main characters, I thought, did a great job. Yeah, I thought Alexandra um, was especially good, though. Yeah, um, her name was Maya. I forget her last name. Yeah. Um but she was incredible. If you yeah. had to pick one or the other, her or Kiki, you're gonna go with. I'm gonna Alexandra. If you had to pick Alexandra one, Alexandra was. Har- Alexandra's got the pipes. She has the pipes, and I thought that she. Well, there were such different characters. Way but better arms. She, uh, I wouldn't want to <laughs> fight. I feel like I could take Kiki, but I don't know about. I don't know. She's Alexander. got a lot she's of. Scrappy. She was pretty scary. Kiki was scarier. Point. Yeah. Right. She felt more um, unhinged. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That's it. It felt like this movie. I felt like dipped into a couple different genres, and I know I always I try to find this in any movie, but I swear to God, there was some serious like. Noir waves coming over me oh, when yeah. she'd like bust into a store and be like, "I'm looking for Chester. Are you seen you yeah. seen this bitch with the letter D?" And it's like, and there was one scene where there was two other uh, trans women on the corner uh, working, and they were just yeah. like, they were like, "Oh, Cindy's back in town. Oh, Cindy's back in town, and she's yeah. looking like." And it was yeah. like, this is just like some detective, like you know, trying to find, draw someone up. You know, it was an L.A. noir. It was yeah. in that tradition. It also, I mean, it also had that kind of like that kind of L.A. noir like color saturation. Totally, like that kind, yeah. of, that much like you said, like that tangerine sky, like that kind of gilded L.A. Yeah, everything's too sweet and like colorful a, yeah. almost. I've never been there, so I don't know. So I just, I, it's horrible to me. It was, you a, know, I don't, I well, <laughs> I, this was something that I realized pretty early on in the movie, which is that a lot of it took place really near where I used to live in L.A. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> and. It uh, like all the bits on Sunset were like right. Like at one point they walk, I mean, within blocks of my apartment, and um, and so I loved it because it felt like just a great LA movie. Like, a, did they nail it? Do you feel like? Well, obviously, it is out of you know my personal experience of LA. You know, I mm-hmm. I can't pretend that I you know was either a prostitute or an Armenian cab driver or that I, you know, was like working 
in a capacity where I came into contact with a lot of prostitutes or like suppose cab drivers, but not very often because people don't take cabs that often in LA. But um, really, they don't take that many cabs. Not really, no, no. I'm surprised. Um, but well, uh, everybody's got cars. Everyone's got cars. Yeah, but still, you can't drink and drive. Where you're not supposed to. Do I know a lot of people? I did. I hear Uber's booming now, though. Yes. Yes. For whatever reason. Yes. LA people don't like to hail taxis, but they'll do it on the phone. They'll do it on their phone. I see you, you lazy LA people. Ugh, such judgment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it was a great. I thought it was a great LA movie. It felt, um, it it felt like it reflected lived experience. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it felt I like mean, yeah. a real slice of I life. I forget which it one it was, but uh, one of the two uh, women, uh, Kiki Rodriguez or M- Maya Taylor, one of them w- uh, used to be a prostitute. Like, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Like, yeah, like worked the streets. Like, yeah. I don't know if it was those streets, you know, in L.A., but uh, I'll say this, too, is that not only a great L.A. movie, a great Christmas movie. Yes. I think we got a new holiday favorite. That's a, a great non traditional Christmas movie. Yeah, this yeah. was better than Ernest Saves Christmas. Oh, it beats the shit out of Ernest uh, Saves Christmas. That's what we watched for our Christmas episode oh no, this year. I'm so I sorry. said stream it. Uh, <laughs> did you say stream it? I said did stream I? it. I've I got nostalgia. It's all nostalgia. Watch oh, it when I was right. a kid. Yeah, you're Midwest, uh, so you just you yep. got Ernest humor in your bones. I do. Uh <laughs> <laughs> No, the thing that the thing that I liked that I liked about it in that kind of LA story uh, capacity is that I feel like there's only like a couple sections of LA that ever get movies made about it. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like I live in Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Um, I am like a movie producer, and I live in LA. Like Malibu, which I guess is not LA, but is it LA? I don't know. It's near enough, yeah. Um, that it get ca- gets kind of roped into that entire scene, and it's either like that, like high society, shitloads of money, L.A., mm-hmm. or Compton, yeah. And like totally. that's it. Like there's, it's like there are two places in L.A., and it's like L.A. is giant, like totally. just like landmass wise as a city, and it's incredibly diverse in like the types of neighborhoods and stuff like that so like it's kind of it kind of opened me up to that moment of like oh yeah there's like lots going on like in LA like in different neighborhoods and stuff like that much in the same way that like New York or Chicago or anything like that is that it's like you know you come to New York and you initially like when I moved here I was like oh yeah it's like the five boroughs that's it and then you get and then it's like no it's not like even you know, even something like Manhattan is split up just tremendously, like block mm-hmm. by block almost. When I think of the vastness of L.A., and again, I've never been there, but I always think of uh, Pulp Fiction. When like yeah. they, go, uh, they walk into the bar and it's like, oh, the man from Inglewood. And then when uh, when the wolf is, you know, do you got where you guys live? Do you need a ride? And he tells him there's like, no, you get a taxi. Yeah. Like it mm-hmm. could be anywhere. That's the thing is that it's yeah. so it's so big. Uh, Meg, I need more out of you with this movie, though. You need more out of me. Yeah, I need more out of you with this film. Like, this movie was really sad. Did anyone... I thought it was heartbreaking. It yeah. was heartbreaking, but it was extremely funny. Yeah. It's definitely, like, a tragic comic movie. Because they play... It's There's a lot of moments that are, like, played really broad. Say again? Like, there's a lot of moments that are, like, played, bro- like, for broad comedy. Like, yeah. a lot of the scenes... Oh, yeah. there's definitely... Yeah, I like mean... Like, physical comedy. Physical comedy, playing up the characters and stuff. Yeah. I mean, when she's dragging Dina through the streets it's of L.A., hysterical. it's just, yeah, it's super funny because it, also in the back of your head, you're like, get away from her. Like, what are you doing? She's just an unarmed woman of about your same size. Like, I mean, fight her off, run away. And she's just like, ah, ah. 
Oh, I'm fine. I'll go. I'm not going to lie. I don't know. I don't think Dean, Dina was skinny. Dina was little. Dina I mean, was don't skinny, get me wrong. But Dina was skinny and little and a mess. Cindy, head. all she had was a donut that day. But also. Cindy, I wouldn't. That Cindy. Cindy. Had the fire of a woman scorned. Yes. That's true. But. That's true. See, I think it's funny that you guys thought the parts of that were hilarious because I was just terrified the whole time. Terrified? Not, well, I mean, like, not like, <laughs> oh my. I know what you I mean. Just mean. I know like, what you I mean. I just mean like that moment where it was just like, Jesus, this is bad. Like, yeah. This is real bad. Because I also, I was expecting along the way that she was going to get arrested. Yeah. I didn't think she was going to make it. Right to to the dude. There I thought that turns, she was going to get arrested. That happened that you didn't think were going to yeah come yeah. to like fruition. Yeah, I um, mean, she could like theoretically this could have been a very different movie if she had like killed Dina. And then yes. she could. I'm serious. She could have spent the. It could have been like you know fucking Thelma yeah. and Louise through Los Angeles. They yeah. could have been like on the run. Because that's the thing is, is that like I didn't watch a trailer for this. I didn't know anything about the story, so it really was going into it just blind. Where what like I had no idea what was about to happen, so like I didn't know whether it was like whether it was like I killed Dina. Now you have to help me bury the right, body. Right. Like I have no clue what this is about to turn into. You know what's funny is the stakes remain super low throughout this whole movie. Well, this is the thing: the is, stakes are really, really, really low. This is the I thing. would say I would actually. I'm gonna really beg to differ on that, Dennis. I want that's a. I want to hear because I would say that the stakes in this movie were throughout like. St- survival stakes like I think it was a very high stakes movie because it really drives home like the day to day struggle of like how these women are going to survive like if to me it felt very very real that like every time they like spent a cent that that was like a huge decision and that that was really and like everything they did was like how am I going to get through this day yeah I I agree with that but here's the thing if the movie was about their lives and I know it is about their lives but if this movie was focusing on more this movie's like a capsule just the one day you know what I mean and the whole movie is about finding Dina and finding Chester and finding what happened in these 28 who yeah. was sucking who? Who was yeah, yeah, yeah. which one? You it's like who fucking even Dina this one of the stupidest characters in the movie is like, are you fucking serious? Like this is what you're dragging me throughout L.A. for because you think you're a pimp's boyfriend like or girlfriend rather like you're insane. Yeah, but I do agree with you, and that's why the movie's so sad is that yeah. it does a great job of showing like every pen like you said every penny counts. She had two dollars, three dollars. What she said yeah. when she got out of jail, two dollars. She got a donut that she split with her best yeah. friend. Yeah. And she bought, and she got bus fare. You know what I mean. And that's while I'm watching this movie, like you said, Stephen, you're watching it and you're going like, "Oh, this is bad." And it's scary in that way, where it's like, "Are they going? What's going to happen to them?" Because yeah. And I'm surprised they didn't get arrested. I agree with you. But the fact that like the whole time I'm just thinking to myself, "Where are they going to sleep at night?" Like yeah. even when they find Chester, like does Chester have an apartment that like Cindy stays at most nights, or does yeah. Cindy go to like the LGBT community center or what? No, yeah, I yeah. mean, like, like, I think it's funny that because we all saw kind of different things in a certain sense. Because, like, I didn't think about a lot of, like, the money stuff. Like, in the sense of, like, not them not she having only, any money. Yeah, and, Alexandra like, only and, like, got $40 because she ran into Razmic. Razmic? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, uh, I didn't think about those things as much. But what I did think about when it came to the stakes thing mm-hmm. was... That what kept occurring to me as it was happening, which I feel like is like a, like, 
it's a it's a position that's like that can only be had it's a, or it's a feeling that can only be had from an outside position is just how much it's like the stakes to the world are so low these people mean They're nothing so to anybody incredibly low none of this matters it doesn't matter chester doesn't matter these people guys, to the society record, do chester not sucks. matter chester does suck I mean, as a human, Chester sucks. As a character in a movie, Chester's amazing. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, Chester's a terrible person. The thing is, is that he did get a tattoo of Cindy, which <laughs> like, which when you, when you see the tattoo, you're like, I can't believe this dude got a tattoo. Yeah, really Cindy. Like that's true. Yeah, <laughs> for a second, you like, had a moment. You really, I guess he does it's on some weird level. Moment. It's his bottom bitch. Yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> it's his bottom bitch. But I, I I had a moment where I was watching it. I was like, man, none of this matters except to these people. Like, to mm-hmm. them, to them, this matters. And that's the only thing that actually matters in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, it's it's just one of those things that's like... Uh, that that is like like it like to them in that moment as human beings it's like the most humanizing thing about them is is that like this thing matters to them and they don't have anything else and it's christmas eve and it's christmas every eve, once true. in a while i would forget it was christmas eve and i'd be like man this really sucks for them and then it'd be like can't believe this shit's happening on christmas eve i'm like oh that sucks like that that too <laughs> like you really you really um the end of the movie, I gotta say, like in terms of uh, heartbreaking parts throughout this oh film, my God. Oh my God. when she got urine thrown on her, yeah, I didn't know. Like, what did you guys think was gonna happen there? Did you think I thought she was gonna die? Like, I thought something crazy was gonna happen in the movie. It was gonna have some horrible, like, violent ending for some reason. For some reason, I felt like violence was around the corner. Yeah, for sure. You thought so? Like, yeah. I thought maybe they were gonna shoot Alexandra or something out of the SUV. No, I didn't think that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of saw it going to where it went. I would, uh, I would lightly assume that, like, the first draft of this script, she got shot. For sure. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Like, first draft of this script, they were like, and then she gets shot on the side of the road. And somebody and went, that's a little hard. And then a Duplass brother was like, what about a ray gun? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Mark. What if what the about car pulls up and inside it's Aubrey Plaza? I was just gonna say it's Aubrey Plaza, and she like pops six bullets into Kiki. It's Aubrey oh, Plaza with a ray gun that sends her back to the beginning <laughs> of the day, and she has to start it all over again. Uh, and then we play the movie again, just again. Nothing changes. <laughs> Nothing changes. We just play it again. Um, I'm sorry, I took you away off. <laughs> no, but uh, but. Yeah, there probably was a way darker. But I, this is more fitting. This is definitely this more is, fitting. This yeah. to me, like that ending to me is more fitting. Um, I don't know. I mean, the the movie has amazingly good pacing throughout it. Um, it does a really good job. Like the editing is very good. There's like no the fat on this movie. No. There's no fat on the movie, but also it does an amazing job of like building up the scenes and then just like at the like like doing the thing where it is like I've reached the peak. I will I will switch to the other guy, right. and then yeah. I've reached the peak. I will switch to the other one. Like I'm like like up. This has hit a this is like this has hit an emotional peak. I'll go back to the cab, and the cab like also doesn't matter. Mm. Yeah, like like at least f- for the most part doesn't matter. And uh, 
But each time that they reach like the peak of that scene, it only lasts like two minutes. They'll just go back, and now like a new thing will be. Until happening. everyone meets together at the yeah. donut shop. Until everybody meets together at the, the donut shop. Um, and then you have that. Uh, oh, what's the drug movie? Requiem. You have that requiem for a dream moment Absolutely. where they all go their separate ways, and Dina is on the cold. Yeah. LA pavement with nowhere to work or stay. Well, and like oh my everybody, God. that, that was, I felt so, so bad for Dina. I felt so bad for her. Shot yeah. the whole movie. I would have liked to have so left this. I guess you can't. You can't end this movie on a laugh, though. For a movie with a lot of laughs, yeah. you can't mo- end this movie on a laugh. It ended it, it. I will say that it it did end happily. It wasn't totally bleak. I mean, because Alexandra and um, Cindy are at least reconciled. Yeah. And they have that sweet yeah. moment with. It had, I think, one of the saddest ending lines ever in a movie, though, when it's like she gives her the wig and she's like, it looks good on you. And she's like, oh, you think? And then she's like, yeah. And as for me, and then she sort of sighs. And then that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just so sad. Yeah. But it is kind of yeah. nice because it, it's Christmas Eve. Like you said, the stakes are low in the big scheme of things. We're talking about L.A., Millions of people, right? I'm assuming. Yeah. Millions. I don't know. Uh, I know yes, New York has confirmed. eight. Confirmed. We have our fact checkers on <laughs> it. There yes. are millions of people <laughs> in Los Angeles. Uh, there's 998,000. Actually, no. There's millions of people there. This is a microcosm, a very small thing. The stakes are only high to them. Uh, but it's Christmas Eve, and all they have is each other. And even yeah. if they do horrible, not horrible, you know, even if they do mean, bad things behind each other's backs, it's like they have to stay together mm-hmm. because. They yeah. share everything. They're going to share their hair. Did she put the hair in the washing machine, too? Can you do that? Yeah, she way? put the hair in the washing machine. I thought it was just the clothes. I wasn't sure. No, that's why she, yeah. She, makes she like, doesn't want to take her off, and then she's like, that, too. I wasn't sure if you, yeah, she, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, on on the note of the cab driver, we haven't gotten to him yet. No. To. Yeah, you guys, there's, um. this is you guys' audience. There's like a... This is like sort of like a Requiem for a Dream movie, like you said. It's one of those intersecting plotline yeah. movies where you're not quite sure how they're all going to link up. But well, it's more successful than like something like fucking New Year's Eve or something. Wait, no. what? New Year's <laughs> Eve is what you went with? <laughs> I've never seen You've New got Year's Eve. Yeah, that's so your... Many, I've you never have seen so many it. movies to pull from that do this, uh, and you decide well, to go with you, New okay, Year's Eve. So I was hoping she was... With, like, you could minimum uh, do Love Actually. Like uh, You guys, Love Actually... I don't want to get into my I don't like love actually. Right? <laughs> Interesting. Uh, it's Interesting. also a Christmas We're derailing movie. this. The point is um, we have Al, we have our main character Cindy and Alexandra and then running parallel is a cab driver. Rasmic, Armenian Rasmic, cab driver. Yeah. With a family. He supports his family and he lives with his mother-in-law and they're having Christmas Eve dinner and he leaves to... Uh, I felt so bad for Rasmic. He tried to show up to Alexandra's show, oh. and then later on oh, she's yeah. like, "Hey, Alexandra, how'd your show go?" And he, in, in my head, I'm like, "But he tried to go. Like yeah. he tried to be there. He left yeah. his family on Christmas Eve to try and be there." Um. So. <laughs> so no, no, no. I agree. Yeah. Um. I. I just it like here's my question. Do you guys think that uh, is it Rasmic or Rasnick? Rasmic. Mick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Ra- like Rasmic, is he, is he a bad person? That's what I was gonna ask. Mm-hmm. Or a, or like a good person, or, or is somewhere he just a person, in, or somewhere in between. He's just a, all right. Here's my opinion. As the Irish, uh, resounding Catholic vibes that still go through my bones, I'm gonna say this. Yeah, he's a he's a 
bad person for cheating on his wife, but he could be a lot worse of a person. He's clearly struggling with his own inner yeah. demons. The idea that he's so thrown off by even the sight of a vagina where he's like, what the fuck is that? Like, what are you doing in my yeah. car? Yeah. Like, the fact that he goes home and still lays next to that horrible, wretched thing next to him. <laughs> <laughs> For those kids. Commendable. <laughs> For those kids, okay? No, I mean, it's crazy. I don't know how, you know, I don't know how it happens, but... I don't think he's a bad person. I think he's a struggling yeah. person. You know, I think he's a yeah. person. What do you think? I think he's. I would agree with that. I don't. Think Can I say if he killed that the the black hooker, then I'd be like, he's bad. Like that's <laughs> not cool. No, I would still just say he's just away. struggling. <laughs> um, no, I think he. I agree. I think that he is. Um, just a, he's just a person. You know, he is clearly trapped. He seems like someone who's trapped. Yeah. And by that mother-in-law. By Ugh. that fucking mother-in-law. I hate her. And by his kids. I can't believe the wife kind of knew though. The wife kind of let on like sometimes a wife has to look the other way and you were like, "Oh, word." Well, and she's trapped too. Like she sounds That's like true. she's yeah. properly yeah. screwed because uh, like yeah. she doesn't like he's the only one making money. She's in a foreign country and she's just like, "Well, this is well, what we're doing." I mean, I will say this is is that what she kind of like what she kind of seems like is like they they both definitely seem trapped. Um but she definitely seems like kind of that like that world of like of like he's nice to me. Totally. Like like he's not a dick. Like he's not an asshole. She's to gonna his, change her mind to his she, family. She's gonna change her mind about him next morning, Christmas Day. She wakes up. What did, what did you get for me, honey? A penis. We're gonna put a penis on she's you. Gonna, I was gonna say she's gonna change her too when she gets a nasty STD. That's true. Ooh, yeah. yeah, see, that's the thing. Like a really bad one. But um, yeah, I don't think. Alex no, I thought it was. That. I thought it was really like he's a really interesting character. I was not expecting like the familiarity with the prostitutes. I was expecting that he was just like gonna pick one of them up, mm. and it was gonna become like that kind of a thing where it was like where it was like. It was like, oh, you've got this other character who's like kind of exploring this thing, and I didn't think that it was going to be like, hey, Alexandra, like, oh, like where I was like, oh, he like knows him, like he knows them, and also when he kicked the girl out of the car, I was like, oh, he knows them, like he knows exactly what he wants. He knows yes. these streets, yeah. And he knows, and then when he sees her, it's like, oh, they like he does this all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which, by I, the way, that has to be like the easiest forty dollars Alexandra's going to make that day, right? Um. I think it was more than forty. But no, it was definitely more because the other guy. Really, I thought she only got. 40. The other guy no only way. had forty dollars, and oh. she was only going to touch his balls. Oh yeah, you're right. She definitely made so more. So she probably made like eighty, uh, or she made less. She made like twenty. That's true. I don't know how that works. She was getting blown. I don't know. She, I bet she got more. Probably. Also, I think I, I have like been to that car wash. Like I'm telling you, that's this amazing. Was this was really That's so funny. Like, if you go back and watch I this movie, you can see Meg walking by. <laughs> 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 she like leans into the car wash, like looks in. Yeah, <laughs> you guys. I didn't want to tell you, but I played uh, the cab driver. <laughs> the cab driver. I no, I played. Um, you play a Dina. very convincing Armenian man. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I just comment on the fact that uh, that like Armenian? What What do you mean? Just that- like. Like let me put it like yeah, like what? Armenian, um, like this is the second thing 
that I've ever heard of where somebody's like, yeah, we're an immigrant family from Armenia. No. I mean, and the first thing that I've ever heard that was we're an immigrant family from Armenia is the Kardashians. And that's it. It's no. like Kardashians, this family, Meg, nothing else. Is Stephen telling me right now that he's never heard of No, I mean, I've Armenians. heard this just in. Stephen McDonald does not know that Armenia is a country. No, I know Armenia is a country. You didn't know there were that many I here? I know that people come here from Armenia. But how often in media in, of any kind, movies, television, whatever, is somebody like... Is somebody like, ah, yes, a major plot point of this movie is that I'm Armenian. But see, that's why like, this that's was a not great L.A. movie. Because yeah. they are one of the of dominant and, yeah. ethnic groups in Los Angeles. Yes. Really? I think um, they have a, a that Armenian Housewives of L.A., right? Seriously. They might. It'll, I think they're, they're, they like, have a show I, like that. I, this, is, this is news to me. I literally don't know. But oh, I don't know a yeah. lot about L.A. Yeah, man. No, I mean. Or I, Armenians. Yeah, clearly. Um, that's true as well. That's one of those countries that I couldn't point out on a map. Why did I know that there's a lot of Armenians in LA and that they drive cabs? Like, there's a lot of Armenian cab drivers. I don't know because don't you know, know, know that there's a lot of Armenians in LA and you know that there's a lot of Armenian cab drivers and then you go, millions? <laughs> so you <laughs> have some really selective Millions of people in yeah. LA? I don't know, maybe? I like that you don't bring up my thriving cab company or my even more thriving human trafficking company. <laughs> <laughs> He actually brings uh, them both in simultaneously. I get yeah. the cab drivers yeah. to bring them in. Okay. Hey, um, um, that's, how you, that's how you make the big bucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Part of the... So, I, when I, this is turning into like Meg's life in Los Angeles. Yeah, what but, um, but when I when I lived in LA, all my friends lived in Little Armenia. Um, and so I spent a Didn't lot... Didn't even know that. I spent a lot of time thing. there. Um, and... Yeah, Armenians are a big part of Los Angeles, of like the huh. culture in LA. So, to me, that the fact that he was Armenian made this an even more sort of great LA film. Yeah, like if he was Scottish, yeah. it would have been like, yeah, Scottish cab driver in LA. Well, it, the whole movie felt it, so specific. I mean, like the whole movie felt like very real. Th- very real. They had the streets right. So like those grounded. are the streets, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it well, it felt very gorilla, and it felt very yeah. real, and it also felt. Um, I liked that he wasn't that he was a regular. I liked that it wasn't a movie where it was like we're gonna get some like audience surrogate know nothing to come in and be like explain this to me. What's that? It was like it went in just assuming that you were smart enough to figure it out. Like it didn't explain like saying someone's calling someone a fish means they're like a real oh, yes. quote unquote real woman. No, it was that like, was just another another noir thing. That was one of, of my lingo. favorite. That was one of my favorite things actually about the movie was. Um, it did not apologize for itself in mm-hmm. any way. Like it never had a moment where I was gonna learn what the hell was going on. Totally. Like a lot of movies will like start that way and then realize like, oh, I need to have an exposition scene where like some where like I kind of explain what the hell we're gonna do here, uh, and what the rest of this movie is gonna be about, and just lay some story pipe, and like. That's not what this movie didn't do that at all. This movie starts with like, a donut and it immediately yeah. goes and it it's like it stop. starts with a donut and it's like and it's like yeah we're gonna do this now mm-hmm. like it's kind of like, like the Mad Max of trans you, woman revenge like films. You fuck a hundred percent true. It is That's true. Yeah, and the color and scheme green. is very color similar. <laughs> color scheme is very similar. <laughs> all it needed was guys hanging off of the cars on. <laughs> kind of had that. Mad Max is also sort of a, a woman's revenge fantasy. It, it totally is. is. So yeah, it's you're sort right. Of right, right in line. Wow. Um, speaking of that, 
Not really. It doesn't make sense what I'm about to say. But I was just going to say these two actresses who were phenomenal in this film. Yeah. It's kind of sad because do you think they'll have much of a career after this? I don't know. I hope I don't know. so. But it's, it's, I have a, there's a lot like. No, Stephen just tapped my toe and I wasn't sure if you were trying to indicate something. Oh, no. Uh, no, I was. Okay. I was like, did I say something wrong? I was stretching wrong? my leg because my leg hurt. Oh, okay. about to, you thought Stephen was going to call you out for something? He's always trying to call me out on like being, you know, whatever. It's fine. Look, he's Irish and I worry. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Meg, what were you going to say there? Well, no, that I do. I mean, I, I I, also was thinking the same thing about if they will not only be able to have a career, but have a career not just playing yeah. this kind of role. Like, exactly. Are they only going to be cast as prostitutes? Are they only yeah. going to be cast as trans women yeah. like and we're doing a remake of Too Wong Fu thanks for like right. yeah does like will they be sense? novelty casting does it make yeah. sense though for I mean trans women shouldn't just be cast as trans women I guess right no they should be cast as women right yeah I think I think the main thing is is that like the 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 bridge to cross on like those type of things mm-hmm. is when you have a character that you then just cast and if that happens to be somebody who is trans, right? Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the same kind of way that's like that's like uh, that's like Alien. In Alien, Ripley is supposed to be a dude. Right. Like mm-hmm. it was written as a dude, and then they just went and then James Sigourney Weaver, James Cameron was or not James Cameron. Um. Uh, oh, oh, oh! What's, what's his name? Face? Oh my God, Ridley Scott. There we go. James Cameron did the second one. Uh, yes. But uh, Ridley Scott just went, oh, yeah, I'm going to use Sigourney Weaver. Just made it a woman. Yeah. And changed nothing. Like, didn't change a beat in the movie. Just Actually, he wrote out a scene where the dude was painting his nails. Okay. Because it didn't fit with Sigourney. That's a good point. Uh, this fucking guy. What? See, he's Irish. What? Uh, what? Do you like how I'm just denigrating the Irish by... <laughs> Yeah, you were saying the worst shit. You were saying the, shit. Saying the most blanket negative uh, statement things. No, but uh, but he um, like he just made it a female character, yeah. and it didn't matter. Uh, it was the same movie. It meant a lot, a lot of different things as it went along, but in making the, it's like it didn't change anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I feel like that's the same kind of thing, is that it's like we have a lot of novelty casting at this point, and we're only starting to get to the place now where with a lot of casting, in, or where there's casting happening in movies, where it's like, you know, oh, this, like, this is going to be like a, like a dude comedy, and it's going to be like five bros who hang out and do cool dude things, and one of them is just like, is just like yeah, bro, this football game's great. I mean, I'm gay. Whatever. Like right. that's like that's starting to happen now, where it's no longer like a, whoa, he's gay, or like an, the, just the effeminate queer character. Is that now it's starting to become much more just like yeah, I'm a gay guy, whatever, and and that's normal. And so I think that we are going to see like in the next couple of years, we're going to see more and more just like trans women yeah. and trans men, where it's just playing a role. It's just right. like yeah, that's my friend who's trans. What does this matter? Like, mm-hmm. I think it was more, I mean, for this one too is, uh, like, cause my question being like, should trans women be cast is like, you know, but for this, for these two roles, yeah, they were supposed to be kind of, you know, uh, pre-op pre-op was definitely a huge component yeah. to it because yeah. they're prostitutes and that's, that's what people are looking for. They're not looking for a completely yeah. uh, trans woman. They're looking for someone, yeah. I guess in the process or, you know, 
somewhere transition in, in the gray area, in yeah, in the, in the transition. Uh, I know that Amy. What was it? Amy. What was her name? Uh, Maya. Maya had just started taking hormones, yes. like before yeah. filming, and and she mentions that. Does she say that? Yeah, that's right. She does say that in the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but in terms of these two, like, what are they? Will they get stereotyped for this role? For these kind of roles, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard, especially because this was such a good movie and it got a lot of like visibility. Yeah. And also, I think another big part is the fact that one of them or both of them were actual prostitutes before the film, mm-hmm. which yeah. could play, you know. But, but I don't know. Long story short, I really like this film. I mean, they were really good. This movie's really like, good. Like they're just they're really, really good. good. And I hate to say it because Duplass, I'm not a fan, but he whatever really doesn't. He really whatever doesn't involvement like they had in this movie, good for them. Which I don't understand because I really like them. The more of their stuff I watch, the more I like it. I did like one of their. I did like the one movie about the guy who saves the guy's life at the end on the bridge. I don't know. Which He's one like lazy. I haven't seen that much of them. Doesn't matter. We watched the one movie about the about the relationships, where they're at the house. This is exactly why they're not great crossovers. filmmakers. Because, because every we're like, movie we could be described one. as the one about the relationships. Exactly. This the is house. the only thing. This is the only thing though. Is Ed Peggy is in it. that. <laughs> This is the oh, only thing the one is. I love. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. one I love. Okay, that's a really poor description of that movie. Did though. you like that movie? I, I really liked that. Well, movie. I was only saying, I was only saying that though because he, we've done, we did a podcast about it. So like, I'm trying to just get him to remember. Whoa, no um, way! Give me like a low, like a, a low budget sci-fi, and I am, I am in. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but leave I'm out all that well. stupid relationship. Well, this is the only thing, though. Not is, all of it, but a lot that of that. With, <sighs> with the Duplass brothers, I didn't like the, either of those characters. The good thing is, is that you're like, well, the like, there's so many things that, like, like you can't describe one of their movies. They all blend together. Kind of attitude is that it's like, yeah. But the moment that I go, hey, this is a Duplass brothers movie, you're like, oh, yeah. I know exactly what that's gonna be. Yeah. Like, in that kind of a way, like if you don't, wha- you, like, you have no idea theory. what it's gonna be about, but you know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. But this isn't like their other films, and that's why no. I say watch it. And that's why one of the things that they said, uh, I listened to, I listened to an interview with them, and one of the things that they talked about was was just like after they had their first couple movies come out, they realized that they were in a position where they had some money, and they could help other filmmakers uh, make their movies. They couldn't give and my man Sean Baker a camera. They had <laughs> 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 here's three iPhones. <laughs> Get it done. <laughs> Make us a good movie. Get it done. Well, I mean, one of the Duplass brothers, they w- w- they spoke this past year at uh, at South by Southwest, and they had an entire thing that got picked up all over the place because they were like, they were like, if you're a filmmaker, they were like, you can make movies with iPhones now. Yeah. Like, you can make good movies with an iPhone. If you're not out there making movies with an iPhone every weekend with your friends, like, what the hell are you doing? Patton Oswalt's Just for Laughs speech two yeah. years ago, same same thing, where he was like, Comedy. There's never been a better time. You should be making sketches. Like if you yeah. think you mm-hmm. like sketch comedy, there's no excuse anymore not to be yeah. doing something along those yeah. lines. I think in that same speech, Mark Duplass also said, um, like, basically, um, none of you are ever going to make any money. Don't eat out. Don't buy clothes. Was his yeah. mantra, and that became sort of uh, for a little while. I feel like that flared up as like the indie filmmaking. Mantra, Sounds about right. Don't need out. My don't buy clothes. my favorite thing uh, that I've ever heard when it comes to like don't chase the money uh, attitude was one that um, that Amy Schumer said about uh, that she was told by um, oh my god we were talking about him earlier with his book 
Uh, oh my God, he wrote. He did knocked up. Oh, Anna Karenina. Judd Apatow. Yeah, it was Leo Tolstoy. I'm sorry. Yes, Tolstoy. Is that Judd Apatow apparently looked at her and went and went, "Don't chase the money. There's nothing good to buy." Because he like already has a shitload of money, and he was just like, "There's nothing good to buy." Yeah, it's easy to like say you've that. got lots of money. There's nothing great to buy. Like once you get all of it, you're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, what am I gonna do? Buy another car?" Like yeah. I like I like movies. I like making movies, and I like writing funny things. Like I'm not the guy who buys like all these cars and has supermodels and stuff like that. Kanye West also said, "Money isn't everything, but having no money is everything." That's true. So you guys on that on that note on that on note, that note. Watch this movie. Everyone's Watch sticking with the stream. It's really it. great. Stream it. Yeah. Check out the documentary on Vice, uh, the real Better Call Saul. Uh, subscribe to Later us on, on iTunes. Later on in March, you can see. Uh, you can. You you hopefully will be able to see the real Showgirls. Yeah. Which is the other one that she's working well, on. Well, TNA. There was fake Showgirls. Uh. Well, no. I mean, like, like the real movie, the Showgirl. Like, you, you know, the movie yeah. Showgirls. We're doing Patrick like, Swayze when he pulls the bucket and the ice water falls on him. No, that's Flashdance. Close. Guys, subscribe on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet at us at Flix Book Club. Uh, everybody say goodbye. Meg, thank you so much for being on. Thanks for having yeah. me, guys. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.